When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Let's get ready to rumble! He's the fastest man on the planet. He'd have got there, Rabbit. Yes, yes, so round two done and dusted. First batch of updates have come in and they look like they're close to being final. But yeah, I think round two is a very, very critical round in Supercoach. We've obviously had two rounds now to look at uh, these guys and work out whether we're going to be bringing them in. We have to balance out whether we're going to buy the cash cows that we missed out on or we're going to downgrade some of these mid-rangers who look to be bleeding cash after next week. So round two is very crucial. Trades are going to be very important, but we're here for the Supercoach Roundup. Like I said, updates are in. Let's get straight off with Thursday's game, the Parramatta Eels versus the Melbourne Storm. Now, obviously, Thursday was the first game that we got to look at this round. It was pretty heavily raining. We thought that was going to affect scores this week. Like I said at the top of the show, it has been a lower scoring week than last week, but not by a huge amount. I think the pass score here is about 1100, 1150 based off updates. If you guys went higher than that, you'll definitely be seeing a green arrow. If you went below that, it's just going to depend on sort of the players around you. But I think for that top 5% of players, if you've hit around that 11, 1150 mark, uh, it's, it's been a pretty good week for you guys. But on Thursday, Junior Paulo was the top scorer of the game with 84, followed closely behind by Reed Money with 82, who's quickly established himself as one of the best hooker options. Now, I posted on Instagram the other day, is Jaden Bradley the best cheapy getting around this year? I think he is, but Marnie could be proving himself to be one of the best mid-rangers if he continues this output. Obviously, he has a really nice floor as well. Made many tackles on Thursday, heaps the week before, so... Really good floor to work off, but 280s from there. Obviously, Sivo bagged a double, 77 for him. On the Storm side of things, uh, Justin Ollum bagged a 79, played a really good game on defense and offense. Obviously, hugely owned to Pappenhausen, scored 73. Uh, was looking a little bit sketchy for owners there, had a line break at sort of the middle of the second half. But apart from that, not a whole lot came out of this. I mean, Remus Smith bagged the try, got 72 for the cheapies out there. Christian Welsh bound us back with a, with a 66, and Cam Munster played a solid game for a 59. First game on Friday, I saw the New Zealand Warriors against the Newcastle Knights, and uh, look, it's the Fusatua story, isn't it? This is two weeks in a row now. We've gone scores of 20 and 25. Look, I think he's a hold still. He's definitely not someone you should be playing in your scoring 17, even if he has a try chance. He just hasn't proved enough to be there. Connor Watson owners were, were really worried before the before the, the updates happened. He was on 39, I think. Look, I thought the updates were coming between 60 and 65. He ended up being on 61. I think that game was scored poorly in general. There's a lot of updates going on here. Bradman Best, 95. Nearly a ton there. Tohu Harris with a nice try assist. got 85. Roger Tuovasa-Shek went up from a 75 to an 83. Uh, Jaden Braley, who we, we touched on before, grabbed a 90. So another, another phenomenal output by Braley. And Mitch Barnett, probably the, the next biggest Supercoach relevant option, got 85. Look, Ponga, 
Ponga might not be getting this goal kicking back. There's a bit, a bit of talk about Barnett keeping it. Ponga isn't the best off the tee, and, and Barnett's proved to be a really good option. So definitely, um, I I wasn't keen on Barnett as a buy. Was, look, obviously I had him from the start, but I feel like if you were going to pick him up, it was only inevitable that he was going to lose the goal kicking. But if he holds this, then yeah, Barnett's going to be a definite buy for you guys, and I'm really wanting to bolster in your second row with a guy like Maddo who went down that we didn't touch on before. He only got 35-odd, so... Look, Maddo might be out for a couple of weeks and could be a fantastic switch to, to Barnett. We move on to the Queensland derby with the Titans versus the Broncos and David Fafita uh, bagged the double, 105, uh, fantastic VC option for you guys that went early. A really good captain option, two of you guys um, took the plunge, went early on there. But there was one more ton in this game and it was uh, Tevita Pangai bagged a try at the end of the game, really helped his score, but Pangai looks to be... Uh, Definitely kicking off from last year. Had an average of 70. But the issue with Pengo was always losing his head mid-game and, and being suspended or injured. But the first two games have come through. He, he looks to be playing with a lot of aggression. Looks to be playing with short and sharp minutes. But it looks to be controlled aggression. There was um, a little bit of a, a sour spot. Him and uh, David Fafita sort of kicked off a little bit. But apart from that, yeah, Pengo is looking really good. Popular cheapies, Tessie New and Jordan Ricky repaid the faiths of owners that played them this week. With a 92 and 81, respectively. Jermaine Asako really upgraded to a 7 to an 80, sorry. Um, yeah, look, Asako could be a decent buy um, coming into to next week if you're upgrading someone like an Avarillo. Touched on Asako in the preseason, but yeah, looks to be repaying guys the faith. Uh, Brody Croft is another surprise package this year, 64. On the Titan side of things, I mean, Jared Wallace played a nice game and grabbed a 74. Uh, Aaron Clark with a couple of attacking starts to get 73, but I guess the big talking point out of this is Tino Fasul Malawi with a 46. Now, look, upgraded a little bit, but did play some time on the edge with Fafita going off without HIA. Did play less minutes than last week too. He's uh, he's still 100% a hold for me. I think if you're rushing to sell um, Tino, then oh, I don't really get it. He's still going to make good cash. I mean, he's priced at about an average of 50, 60 last week, 46 this week. So uh, not going to make a huge amount, but not going to lose you any. And uh, we know sort of the X factor behind Tino and how destructive he can be. The fourth game was probably the worst conditions. Uh, we saw a mud bath at Bankwest. We saw, not a mud bath, but we saw puddles galore. It was the Bulldogs going down to the Penrith Panthers. And for the Bulldogs here, Josh Jackson was the star, 75 in pretty much all base. Um, for the Panthers, though, it was one man and one man only. Viliami Kikau... 123. They went to him all game. Jerome Luai benefited fantastically from this with a 94 as well, but uh, look, Cleary was looking dusty until a late game line break, um, so he, he ended up on an 86. So for you guys that didn't captain Teddy and went to Cleary, then uh, another another good option. You're not going to lose sleep over that. Uh, you'll take an 86 every day of the week. Uh, I'll touch on him now, my captain Brian Toto, 55. Look, all in base, so not, not too bad, but Disappointed the ball didn't go to him much in that attacking third. A little bit of egg on my face again. Didn't captain Teddy, which has probably set me back a little bit from the pack. I expect to see my rank go up, but not as much as I want it to be. So two weeks in a row that I haven't captained Tedesco, and, and two weeks in a row that I've been punished. So uh, probably should learn my lessons sooner rather than later. In terms of the Bulldogs, I mean, Corey Waddell might be a really good option moving forward. Raymond Fitalamarana looks to be out with a foot injury, so Waddell could be a good pickup in that second row. Jack Hetherington does it again, two weeks in a row, sub-performance from him. 
it's clear that he's not going to be having the workload that we wanted for him from the uh, from the output in the preseason. So he's 100% a sell for me. It's just a case of when. If you have Avarillo and Staines in your side, then I think they're both more pressing issues. Hetherington's just going to hold his price. Um, but if you guys don't really have those center wing concerns, if you're just running one of them, and then yeah, 100% looking to flick him on. You can move someone like Tenor up to front row, fill a second row spot void. So plenty of options to come out of there. And the man that we touched on, Jake Avarillo, 14 points. Look, he's just a more expensive Charlie Staines at the moment, isn't he? Uh, just not pulling his weight for super coaches. Unfortunately, there's been plenty of uh, of these cheap center wings that just didn't fire this year. So I know it's only two rounds, but I'm putting the line through Avarillo straight away. Uh, just too much of a break even for him to hit next week to him for me for him to maintain his price so 330k i feel like we can use that better upgrade him to someone like Jermaine Sarko or even uh, someone like Tom Opacic from Mayor Parramatta so look there's there's not many sentiment options unless you want to go down to David Mead who flopped that we didn't touch on earlier uh, another one that obviously had a fantastic week one but didn't kick on week two so yeah look Avarillo is a sell it's just a case of working out what you're going to do with him because it's just such a weird price range. There's not many cheapies coming through. And in terms of the 350 to 400k guys, there's not many coming through there either. Uh, South Sydney, going down to the Bunnies. Ugh, look, I'm, I'm just going to touch on it now. Andrew Davey, for you guys that jumped on, look, it's, it's heartbreaking, isn't it? Look, he was looking good, like nine points in four minutes. I think he had two hit-ups, five tackle breaks, looking like a very, very good buy. But injuries happen, and uh, unfortunately, it's just the nature of the beast that you bought him, and you're going to have to deal with it. Look, for, for South to start, he was Damien Cook, 102, returning to form. Uh, for you guys that sold him, look, I'm, I'm sorry, it's it's a bad sell for me. You're always just going to wait a second week with, with Cookie. And he bounced back, found some good running form. Alex Johnson put another good score in. Latrell Mitchell, uh, a 68 for a pod fullback move there. Ken Murray bounced back with a 64, but still off the eye test, not overly happy with how he's being used. So, look, if you have Murray, I think a 64 is encouraging enough to hold. But I uh, could definitely make the argument for selling him. On the manly side of things, Taniela Paseka with an 87. Uh, looked great that he got the start. Uh, I can see this consistent output more. Obviously, there was an attacking stat in there as well. Marty Tapao, another one with an attacking stat. Lachlan Croker, the same. So the only real workhorse out of this manly side was Jake Trevojevic with a with a, just a, an accustomed 60. Look, Josh Schuster uh, scored 46. It's going to be interesting interesting to see how Desi uses him. Um, hey, look, he didn't play last week, so we do have an extra week to look at him. But he's only available at 5-8. Uh, at so an awkward position to fill. But if you're happy to sell Matt Moylan to him, then not a bad pickup. But yeah, looking down the list here, uh, Dylan Walker with a 39. But the one that sticks out to me here is Andrew Davey, who we touched on with a, with a 7. So did get, did get downgraded from a 9. Down to a seven, but still after four minutes, wasn't looking too bad. Saturday night, so the Cowboys go down to the Dragons. Look, it was a Ben Hunt show, wasn't it? Uh, 116 from Ben Hunt looked uh, looked back to his best, really laying on those try assists. And a couple of people have messaged me, asked me about Ben Hunt. And yeah, I mean, he, he's played well the first two weeks. Maybe it's a bias thing, but I'm just not confident in this Dragons side for them to withhold this kind of attack. I guess the big positive is he is the main playmaker. Corey Norman doesn't look to be doing anything in attack, so that's a big tick. But for me, oh, it's hard because... Look, it's hard, but if you have a second halfback that isn't firing right now, then there isn't a bad option to, to go a sideways trade to Ben Hunt to get the cash. If you have someone like a Jamal Fogarty, for example, then yeah, Hunt, Hunt's a good sideways trade, but I wouldn't be um, I wouldn't be pulling the team apart if you ran enough like Sam Walker to be getting him in personally. 
good mid-range option. Daniel Alvaro played well with a 74. Did have a line break in there, but had a fantastic game in base stats alone. Josh Kerr's another one here who had a 70. That's sort of where it stops. I mean, Andrew McCulloch got a 64. You know what you're going to get from Maka. Uh, Zach Lomax, 64 as well with a try. I think it's a little bit overpriced to be looking at right now. And Tyrell Fuimona got 46. Look, you'll take that based on his price. Um, he's still going to make good cash there. As for the Cowboys, Isan Masters with a 67 was the top scorer. Not too much to talk about here. A lot of 60s and 50s. Not one standout. It was a really ordinary game from the Cowboys. Sunday afternoon, we saw the Tigers get demolished by the Sydney Roosters, and it was the Brett Morris, Luke Keery, and James Tedesco show. All three of those guys put up hundreds. If you didn't have Tedesco nor captain him, it was a very, very tough watch. Scored a try within the first 10 minutes, and it just sort of piled on from there. Scored to set up a couple of line breaks. You know what you're going to get from Tedesco. He crabs across the field, just racks up tackle breaks left, right, and center. Oh, look, I, I learned the hard way last week not to captain him. You think I'd learn again, but didn't. Got punished. So, yeah, look, he's becoming uh, sort of not need to talk about, do you? Like this performance from Teddy, we asked the question at the start of the year, will he average over 100 and scores of 160 odd and 111? Uh, yeah, he's, he's on the right track for it. So that's 270 points in uh, two games. So on the right track, Brett Morris just continues to score tries for fun, doesn't he, on that side of the field? Uh, it's just ridiculous how well they combined. Luke Keery, another one who played really well today. As for the Tigers, uh, Dane Laurie, star of the show, 73, was in everything. Jake Little scored another try to get 68. But um, yeah, look, Cecilia Tupanua, I said he was a sell last week for me personally because just wasn't happy with the base. But when you're running off the hip of Luke Keery, um, you're, you're always going to get these attacking stats. So Tupanua is looking like a good pickup for 410k, back-to-back good scores. Jared Wadia Hargraves, uh, scoring 77 off the bench. Uh, good output from him. Lindsay Collins, 75 with a, with a try assist and a couple of line breaks. So, yeah, some, some good options from, from the Roosters there. CIC with Takiyahu, 64. Uh, look, that's what we're going to expect from Takiyahu with the goal kicking. We're going to get between 60 and 70 most weeks. Minutes picked up this week, which was nice. I think he played 56, 57 minutes straight. So, always good to see that. And he came off and, uh, and the forwards just sort of rotated for Trent Robinson. But, yeah, not a whole lot to talk about this game from the Tigers, apart from Little and Laurie. They're two uh, rising rookies, which is always good to see from a, a youth development standpoint. And the last game of the day saw the Sharks go down to the Raiders. Obviously, the story of this game was Chad Townsend probably not performing with the T as he would have liked, but Hudson Young bagged another try to get 75. George Williams put on another a really good masterclass of 65. He's becoming a really nice option to pick up, I think. Uh, definitely can see him being a good option to, to pick up and, and play. As for the Sharks, I mean, Will Kennedy looks to be their best option of attack. Whilst Sean Johnson is out, he looks to be involved in everything with a 65, but pretty low-scoring game. You would expect that from a low-scoring game itself with only 22 points scored in the match. So, um, yeah, look, Hudson Young, standout. I think he's played himself into this jersey. Corey Harawira-Naira has lost out, I think. Ryan James with another really nice performance off the bench, 64. I was worried about picking him up because of the job security, but two outstanding performances, I think, has really won Ricky Stewart over, and I think uh, he's going to be heavily, heavily bought this week. But for now, guys, that was the main talking points of the Supercoach game. Uh, for you guys that care, I um, I racked up a one two two one before final update, so look, happy with it, but as I said uh, last week, could have been a lot more if I captained Tedesco, I think, last week. Could have had well over 1,400, and this week could have had over 1,300. So really could have been up there in the rankings. 
but that's the price you pay when you're picking your pod captain. You live by the sword and die by the sword. And unfortunately, for two weeks in a row for me, hasn't panned out, but still should be seeing some green arrows moving forward in the rankings. And uh, for you guys that had a poor week, it's not over. Trust me, it's not. You only need a couple of good weeks to make up the ground. As for you guys on top, obviously keep doing what you're doing. But for now, guys, keep your friends close and keep your pods closer. That's all, folks. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.